Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A couple of armchair GMs who have yet to be wrong with any of their Timberwolves takes. <laughs> right. It's Flagrant Howls with Phil Mackey and Kyle Tyke. Hello, sir. How's your off season going so far? Uh, better than John Morant's and now Zion Williamson's. But uh, Ooh, what's hang- the latest on Zion? I've been in Mansfield uh, here. Uh, a Twitter search of Zion Williamson will tell you that he's uh, he's got uh, multiple girlfriends. It appears to be. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, as one long of as he is- still has two intact ACLs, I think I think Pelicans fans are breathing a sigh of relief. Uh, one of yeah, there's a there's a good Twitter thread uh, on that wonderful app. One of the girlfriends refers to something as bedgammon, which is kind of like backgammon, but it sounds like activities for the bedroom. Uh, She's trying to get Zion back into shape. Get him on the floor, right? We want to see all these kids from the 2019 (laughs) draft class playing and not in the club or in this case, I don't know, on Pornhub. But anyway, uh, that would be that would be a a more creative way to like tear your knee up or whatever <laughs> he's tearing something up anyway uh <laughs> off season's going pretty well uh what, what do we got to talk about today so we well we're gonna get to kyle's question of the week we there's always always a new batch of carl anthony towns trade ideas from people that we may or may not have time for but i think we need to we need to acknowledge when an all-time great email comes in here <laughs> to flagrant howls so consider this, Phil and Kyle dive into the comment section and devote maybe most of the episode, if not all of it, to Andrew L's email. So Andrew sent in, and I'll just paraphrase here. He said, hey, love the show. Been, uh, been listening to you guys for basically the whole year that we've been doing this podcast. And I've heard you guys refer jokingly to, at some point, maybe you'll name the 100 top Timberwolves of all time. Andrew L., has done this. He sent over a full spreadsheet of his top 100 Timberwolves of all time, including, I'm looking at the columns here. This is legendary, dude. Andrew, like, round of applause for you. What devotion to the Timberwolves and to the show here, to the brand, Flagrant Howls. So he's got the top 100 Timberwolves, how many seasons they played for the team, how many games they played, how many games they started, how many minutes per game they averaged, rebounds per game, assists, steals, blocks, points, how many all-star game appearances with the Timberwolves, and additional info in text form. And he has gone one through 100. And I think we should go through the entire list on it. this podcast. I love it. There's Is that overkill? Look- no, I, I can't. When you tweeted that out on Tuesday or whatever it was, there was a lot of people, myself included, that's like, I don't know if I could name 100 Timberwolves players. And like, I kind of jokingly said this, but like, is Josh Minot like on it? Um, probably not, but he he should be. Uh, and then if you if you look online, I mean, I think we should. How do you want to start this? Because I, I found a pretty good top 10 
Timberwolves of all time? Do you want to start at the top or do you want to finish I think, at the top? I think we finish at the top. Okay, cool. Because I think, well, I mean, there's no drama at the I very top. I do not top. have this list, so you are going to ex- kind of yeah. surprise me with what's going on here. And it's not, I would pop it up on the screen, but it's literally just kind of like the formatting. He uh, he has a Mac. I don't. So the formatting is kind of weird. It, it, it wouldn't be a good visual here. And uh, our graphics team just couldn't quite put together a graphics <laughs> package in time for this, for the YouTube audience. But for the podcast audience, it's not going to matter anyway. So uh, the top 100 Timberwolves, by the way, presented today by our friends, at Power Lodge and Miller Marine, Kyle. I bet they didn't think they were signing up for this type of an exclusive <laughs> sponsorship. But uh, Power Lodge and Miller Marine, it's a marriage of throttle therapy between fun on the land, fun on the water. If you're looking to uh, to enjoy some time with friends and family on a brand new Bennington pontoon, for instance, uh, when the when the temperatures hit 88 last week, Power Lodge and Miller Marine said, "All right, let's fire up the 88 sale, a Bennington pontoon for 28888." And also, if you want something a little larger, like a tritune, a tritune. I didn't even know that was a thing, but 43888 and uh, whatever else you may need, they've got it with over 300 pontoons in stock. Power Lodge with locations in Brainerd, Onamia, and Ramsey, Miller Marine, and St. Cloud. PowerLodge.com, MillerMarine.com. Let's do this. I'll go in chunks of 10 here for you. Got it. So we'll count from 100 to 91. Again, this is a subjective list from Andrew. He's got the 100th best player. This is prestigious. The 100th best player in Timberwolves history. The cap filler in the Kevin Garnett trade, Theo Ratliff. Oh, wow. Okay. This list is (laughs) going to be awesome. (laughs) Theo Ratliff. Number 99, Luca Garza. He was uh, active in the Minneapolis community this past weekend. I had multiple friends send me a photo once of seeing him at Canterbury. Wow. Uh, another one. At, is it, is it Cowboy Jacks? I might be dating myself here. Yeah. Yeah. Or aging myself. Um, but yeah, Luca Garza, top 100 Timberwolves of all time. I mean, that just tells you in and of itself that this list is insane. Well, and if we're counting, quite frankly, if we're counting G league performance, I think Luca Garza should be even a couple notches higher here. Yeah. Maybe like top 12. Number 98, Cherokee parks. Okay. One of the, Legendary, mediocre big men from my childhood. 97, Dante Cunningham. Mm. And I'm, some of the notes here are great. I'm just going to read some of Andrew L's notes. So for, for Dante Cunningham, he says, Luke Baamute 2.0. And then number 96 is Luke Baamute. <laughs> yeah, Dante Cunningham, uh, famous for wearing a headband, kind of gave you a little Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, he was like an older school Jared Vanderbilt, but uh, rebound, play a little defense. Uh, same with Luke Bamute, like couldn't really shoot, couldn't couldn't really spell his name, but uh, both kind of the same type of player. So okay, yeah. keep going. Okay, number ninety five, Spud Webb. Remember Spud Webb, Spud Webb, legendary dunk contest performance yep. with was it the Hawks in the late eighties? I think it was the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. And he did spend five minutes with the Timberwolves. Ninety four, Nemanja Bjelica. Ninety three, Chase Budinger. Oh, yeah. If not for the knee problems. He was probably better at volleyball than than basketball, but number ninety two, Jordan McLaughlin. Number ninety one, Mike James. W- tell me what I do bad. What do I do bad? <laughs> Mike James was a really fun, uh, like backup point guard to use in like the old NBA games on PlayStation because he yes. could shoot a little threes. He had yeah. a low salary, so uh, shout out to Mike James. But okay, that's a those are ten recognizable names. I think for anyone who is 
a Wolves fan kind of in our age bracket. So, so yep. far, so good. Yep. Mike James, I remember. So I was working at K-Fan Radio, like, what was this, 2006, whenever they acquired him? Because they were trying to put pieces around Kevin Garnett. He played mm-hmm. with Kevin Garnett for a minute, right? Yep, yep. It was like Ricky Davis and Mike James. Yep. It was their last-ditch effort to put a roster around KG before they traded him. And he, and Chad Hartman was doing the interview with him. He gets acquired by the Wolves, and he was Hartman was kind of pressing him on a couple things about his play. And he's like, what, 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 do, what do I do bad? Tell me what I do bad on the court. <laughs> Chad's like, I mean, you're Mike James, man. We, okay, uh, number 90, Irvin Johnson. Oh, yeah, yep. Not that Irvin Johnson. No, the other, uh, the, the other Irvin Johnson that probably set the record one. for most knee braces worn at a single time <laughs> in an NBA game. Antoine Walker, 89. Remember, remember yeah, his, he gave his, you a little shuffle, a little <laughs> shimmy. Number 88, a former top five overall pick for the Wolves that was used as trade bait, Danielle Marshall. They traded oh, him for Gugliotta, okay. I believe. Yep, yep. Number 87, James Johnson. A uh, couple of years James ago. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Black, famous multi-black belt. Still in the league. I think he plays for the Pacers. But yeah, kind of one of those, uh, the closest thing we would, the Wolves maybe had to like a Haslam, like a culture setter guy, not afraid to rough it up on and off the court. Number 86, the five games of Brandon Roy. Number those 80. Were, <laughs> those were really good. Sorry. 85, Gerald Green. 84, Change Your Face, Alexi Shved. 83, Jalen Noel. I'm going to get to 81 here. Uh, uh, 82, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And 81, rest his soul, man, Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin, okay. Nik- Again, Nikhil Alexander-Walker making this list is just like another reminder of <laughs> what this fan base has gone through. Nikhil's been here for like four weeks, so 82. Yes. And Drew, I'm just going to check our text thread because we actually had a – an off-the-record bet here on somebody. What did you say? Let me see here. Oh, yeah. Okay. You said, oh, you said, I can't wait to see who is, like, number 91. Mm-hmm. Is it Josh Minot? So 91 was Mike James. I said, oh. I'll guess 91 is Dean Garrett. I undersold Dean Garrett because he's number 80 on this list. Wow. Dean Garrett. I got to, I'm, I'm eight, again, full transparency, 34 years old, kind of remember the Wolves came into my life when Garnett, takes them to the Western Conference Finals, maybe a couple of years before that. But like a Dean Garrett, I would have to look him up because uh, I don't think I could pick him out of. Okay, big guy, big guy. Yeah, he. so he was, yeah, he was uh, a really good college player. I think he developed some, just some like big guy knee problems, I want to say. Played for okay. the Clippers for a while, I want to say. And then he wound up, he used to go to Timberwolves games after he retired. He would just sit like near courtside and be hanging out with his gigantic seven foot legs at Wolves games. <laughs> By the way, a note on Eddie Griffin, he holds the franchise record for blocks per game with 1.8. Wow. The more you if know. Rudy Gobert can't steal that record, then not then the trade is a failure. Yeah. Come on, guy. Rudy, you can't you can't surpass Eddie Griffin in blocks per game. Okay, we're on a big man run here, a legendary big man run. Number 79, Luke Longley. Number 78, Felton Spencer. Mm, Felton, yep, okay. Number 77, Wayne Ellington. Make First it, round make pick it Wayne. for the Wolves. Make it Wayne. Number 76, I feel like this is a little low for this guy. Fred Hoiberg, franchise 76. record 46% from downtown because he was just always wide open with Cassell and KG on the court. Okay. Josh Akogi, 75, Shabazz Muhammad, 74, Michael Oluwakandi, 73, 
Roshan Asterovich, 72. Mark Blunt, 70. Dude, the graveyard of big men here is <laughs> Blunt, Nesterovich, Olua Candy, Felton Spencer, Luke Longley. This is great Oof. for my Cole Aldrich top 30 uh, <laughs> prediction. Oh, maybe. Um, trying to look at some of these notes here. So Michael Olua Candy is one of six number one overall picks in the Timberwolves top 100. Wow. Hey, again, just massive shout out. The, this list is not only f- fantastic, <laughs> but great? to put the research into it, this is why I believe this is the best fan base and best pod right now going. Andrew, you're officially one of our co-hosts. You are the third guy right now. Yeah, Any you list you want to send over. Yeah, you run the company now, Andrew. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, Mark Blunt was traded with Ricky twice. So Ricky Davis, I'm assuming. He was included in two Ricky Davis trades. Yep. And then uh, we get to number 70 here. So 70 through 61. Craig Smith. Oh, the Rhino. That's right, the Rhino. The Rhino. I actually was a huge Craig Smith stand for like a half season. I thought, yes. This guy, he, he had like a 10-foot range where he was, the wolves say lights out. The but. Wolves probably, I mean, this is the, the graveyard of big men was a great way to put it. The Wolves, in my opinion, being biased, have so many undersized, stocky, big rough and tough power forwards that could like shoot mid range. And yes. Craig Smith would be like the, you know, the face of all those guys that have cycled through this, this franchise. Well, what there's, an, was there's an, actually Smith? another one. Was what, what was that? What number was Craig Smith? 70. Okay. We're moving. And there's a, there's more big men in here. Mark Madsen, 69. Nice. Top five nickname in team history. Pissed off Tim Duncan enough to get him attack. And then one time jacked seven threes in a game in which the Wolves sat KG for tanking reasons. <laughs> number 68, Derek Williams, the former number two overall pick. <sighs> God. Drafted the same year as Jimmy Butler. <sighs> number 67, Dario Saric. 66, okay. Anthony Tolliver. Two really good solid stints for Anthony Tolliver on this yep. team. 65, Juancho Hernan Gomez. 64, another top five overall pick, Wes Johnson. Oh. 62, he fits the category you were describing, which is like rumble, tumble, mm-hmm. big men. Gary Trent, senior. Yep. yep. And number 61, I thought he might crack the top 50, but Rashad McCants, oh. number 61. That's, that's uh, <laughs> well, honestly, he was a part of that. If you, I, I grew up a Tar Heels fan, so they had that. Oh, I miss awesome. Darko Milicic at. At 63, by the way. Okay. So, oh, well, that, let's, we'll get back to him. But yeah, McCants came out with like, I think he was like the Raymond Felton, uh, Sean May, like that really awesome Tar Heels team that won a championship. So then when they got McCants, I was like, I mean, I probably was making some weird Kobe T-Mac comps just, I mean, because oh, he kind of had the, everything you'd want offensively, but man, mentally and kind of off the court, that guy, I think he dated our Kardashian at some point. Um, but yeah, six, he dated Chloe, right? Yeah, go back to the, what number was Darko? Because that one is that was one of the Darko was sixty three, and a, and the note here from Andrew says apparently better than Chris Weber, according to David Kahn. Remember that awkward confrontation at think Summer League and Summer NBA League, TV? yeah. Darko, I mean, oh, yeah, the Darko thing. It's this team, like half, two thirds of their top one hundred is just old big guys that like needed a paycheck. They're like, yes. yeah, we'll come play for you for a little bit. Okay, I just Googled here. Yeah, you're right. So Rashad McCants did date Khloe Kardashian. This is way back in the day. Yep. And, oh, man. There's a Bleacher Report feature about this from five years ago. 
<laughs> the headline is former NBA player Rashad McCants thinks Khloe Kardashian hurt his pro career. <laughs> at least he didn't blame the Timberwolves. <laughs> He's lashing out at the Kardashians. Okay, let's get to the top 60 here. Okay. And again, if you are still with us here 15 minutes into this <laughs> podcast, the top 100 Timberwolves of all time. Thank you for still being here as we count down. We're almost halfway. Number 60, Martel Webster. Oh, dude, um, he wants. I liked him as a player, and I think he was a, a top five overall pick at one point, too. But there was a game in which the Wolves were down by three points, and yep. he and he went for a layup as time expired. Yep, I was <laughs> just trying to look that up. Guy. I was trying to look that up. He had, <laughs> he was again just, you know, in this Chase Buttinger. I'm sure there's a Mike Miller uh, addition in this top 100 list, but they just tried to bring in all these wings. And when they got here, they were successful in other places. And then they got here and they just couldn't shoot like, or they just wouldn't shoot. Or in Martel Webster's case, he just had no mm-hmm. basketball IQ in big moments. Uh, but yeah, I was, I remember, I think he came here from Portland. I was like, I really like that move and just added to the list of things that didn't work out. Yeah. Okay. Number 59, Ryan Gomes. He was part of the Kevin Garnett trade to Boston. Just a good, a good role player. He would have been, you, Ryan Gomes would have made a lot of money in, in modern day basketball. Can shoot yeah. threes, play defense. He would have been on a lot of winning teams. Yeah, you you could see him like as the second guy off the bench for the Heat or something, mm-hmm. or you could yeah you could just see him as a versatile three and D wing player. Fifty eight Terry Porter, they brought him wow. in. They okay. brought him in as at the start of the KG era as kind of just a a good veteran point guard kind of backup. He might have started some games too. Actually he did because Andrew has those stats, uh, 246 (laughs) games, 68 starts. His real, his real time was with the Blazers. And I think he was the starting point guard next to Clyde Drexler on that NBA finals team that got beat by the bulls, but a good veteran 57, Anthony Peeler, one of the best three point shooters in team history. 56 RIP Malik Seeley. 55, Mike Miller just refused oh, to shoot threes. And he was a part of that uh, period of Timberwolves basketball that had the worst jerseys of all time. Like, if you just Google Mike yeah. Miller Timberwolves, like, I don't know who designed those. I think it was Adidas, but they were terrible. Um, but there he is. I knew he'd be on the list. Number 54 in the notes, it says, a man who dropped 50 points for no reason one time, Mo Williams. Mo Williams. Oh, love that. Love that man. That was one of the that was one of the best nights. I, not really a uh, NBA Twitter at that moment, but NBA Twitter would have loved just a random Tuesday where Mo Williams on the twenty and sixty two Timberwolves is just going going just for it gunning. randomly. Yes, fifty three Chauncey Billups, fifty two Randy Foy, fifty one Joe Smith. Okay, Chauncey Billups and Randy Foy seem a little high. Like I felt they'd be more up the list. So I don't know what the top fifty is going to bring us, but okay. And maybe it's better than because I it might I have, be better than I think. I have not combed through this. I've obviously <laughs> seen the top few and the bottom few, but I may yeah, I guess if you would have said just without thinking, is Joe Smith one of the 50 best players in Wolves history, despite all the jokes about the end of the Taylor said, Yeah, I mean he so he averaged ten points, six rebounds, was a starting player on like fifty one teams that went to mm-hmm. the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. So but he's fifty one. And now we get to the top fifty. We're halfway home here. I'll go 50 through 41. Actually, I'm going to go in five in five player chunks so you can yeah. like pick one out and break them down or whatever, right? Yeah. So, 50 through 46, Trenton Hassel, Troy oh. Hudson, 
Torian Prince, J.J. Barea, and Jared Vanderbilt. Wow. Okay. This I thought we would have more really old school names in this top 50, but this is bringing me lots of joy. I don't know who I would pick on specifically. I really, I mean, I think the Wolves brought in Berea maybe after his Mavs stint, which was another kind of Wolves thing, right? Like someone yeah. went yeah. and won a ring and now they just are looking for a paycheck. And could stand that guy as a player. Um, he drove me nuts. He, JJ Berea's problem was he thought he was the best player on the court for the 23 minutes he would get out there. I've never seen a guy reject himself on the underside of the rim or backboard more often than JJ Berea. Just consistently, like, would dribble into the trees and then <laughs> fling up a dumb shot. Think about yeah. like, and I I don't know if I have these timelines right, but I think he was running back you know, backcourt sets with like Ricky Rubio or Luke Ritten. I mean, they just put all these guys out there. It's like when you watch modern day basketball, like how how did they defend anyone? And they didn't because they lost a lot of games. But uh, yeah. Trenton Hassel probably should be higher. That's just like a take that I have off the top of my head because he was really again a three and D guy that today would have been making a ton of money. Um, but I I defer to the list and uh, keep it moving. Yeah. So one one note on Troy Hudson, one of the most legendary performances in Wolves history, that playoff game against yep. the Lakers in 2002. And then actually my my friend Tom Pelissero, who's at NFL Network now, we've always had a running. We've been like just anytime we see that we used to play the Troy Hudson <laughs> sh- 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 shut him down on our radio show like 12 years ago. And uh, he texted me a photo. He found he found a Troy Hudson CD from i don't know like 20 years ago this week so troy hudson everybody um 44 Corey brewer another guy that dropped 50 points out of nowhere six-year career with the timberwolves 43 luke ridnauer 42 jamal crawford 41 taj gibson 40 gorgie jang okay again i will just say that as anyone who's still listening to this the fact that there are 39 better players than Gorgie Jang. I mean, Gorgie Jang, I know we make fun of his slow mechanics or whatever, but he was a pretty good player. Now, granted, I think he was drafted like a couple picks before like Giannis or whatever, but uh, he was, I mean, a fantastic man off the court with his philanthropy and stuff, but uh, a good, you know, extended his range a little bit. I don't know how Corey Brewer is this low. Again, I was kind of looking at this Bleacher Report one and he, him and Troy Hudson, Terry Porter, they're all in the top 25. So uh, this list might revolutionize how we look at the Timberwolves. But And then Tosh Gibson, where was this? I was on basketball reference. He leads. He is the all-time effective field goal percentage leader and oh. just field goal percentage leader um, at 57%. I mean, he was just in the dunker spot, cleaning it up, uh, had that really famous defensive possession in game 82 in yes. the corner. So yeah. Tosh Gibson, legend. Yeah, he was. I love Taj Gibson, man. Just a hard nosed yep. leader. He's got he's got some uh, like Udonis Haslam qualities yep, to him, call. right? Yeah, just a culture guy. By the way, I just emailed you the spreadsheet. So when you open it, so you can kind of see what's coming. There's <laughs> there's like a bunch of tabs at the bottom because Andrew sorted this with a summary, and then by point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. Uh, what's HM? HM. Oh my God, he's got honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. <laughs> There's an honorable mentions tab. We'll get to the honorable mentions we'll get at the, the end. Yep, okay. Yep. This and is, then, this and then the top is... 100 tab, which you'll see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's Mackie here. And a shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples, even. 
So I am an allergy sufferer, and it's uh, it's rough sometimes with stuffy, runny nose. For me, it can be like dry, scratchy eyes, throat, even just feeling tired. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief. Just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D or ask for Claritin D at your pharmacy counter. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. That's Claritin.com. Use as directed. Dude, Andrew, Andrew L., you are amazing. Okay, so Number 40, Gorgie Jang. 39, Nas Reed. 38, okay. Pat Bev. 37, Jeff Teague. 36, Derek Rose. Yeah. 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 And, you know, this is where an older Timberwolves fan might push back at like throwing Derek Rose this high over. Terry like, Porter would be higher than like Jeff Teague for me personally. But yeah. So there's a little recency bias here. But again, I just want to defend this list when you see the additional information, the tabs, the on-roll. I mean, this list was well thought out. So there might be some some differences with the listeners. I would agree that Derrick Rose probably falls a little lower, but was Derrick Rose is in that list too of guys that dropped 50, right? Like just kind of had a yes. cup of coffee with the Wolves, dropped 50. So, And those Derrick Rose, I mean, he has a lot of off-the-court stuff too, but those Derrick Rose seasons were fun because growing up, he was one of the best players we were watching. Uh, and for him to have, you know, a was it two seasons with the Wolves was kind of fun. 35 Tyus Jones. This is the first one I really strongly disagree with. 34 Malik Beasley. I can't put Malik Beasley no. No. anywhere near the top 35. No. He's not better than Nas Reed. This is Andrew. I'm going to slap you on the back of the <laughs> hand here. He's certainly not more meaningful than Taj Gibson or Gorgie Jang or Corey Brewer. Like, I know he averaged a hollow 20 points for a half season, his first chunk of time here, but Malik Beasley is a one-dimensional, bad overall basketball player. Yeah, one of the most, like, memeable basketball players, uh, just with everything that he had kind of going off the court. But, yeah, there's the Corey Brewer stuff. Like, he's got to be way higher than a Malik Beasley, who, again, didn't he wasn't even here that long. Only had, like, I think three seasons. Um, and Trent Hassel, too. Like, Trent, Trent right. Hassel is probably a top 30 Timberwolf. Of all time? I would, yeah. Long story short, Malik Beasley is not a top 50 Timberwolves player of all time. So we'll, uh, we'll redo that for next year's list. And of course, now we're just like poking holes in free content that was sent to us from. No, no, no. This still, uh, (laughs) there are some names. I mean, this, this is well thought out. So that was 34. 33, Zach Levine won the dunk championship when he Mm -hmm. was here. 32, AK 47, Andre Kirilenko, the hall pass. 31, (laughs) Oh, we have a tie here, or did he misnumber these? Thirty-one. He's, okay, he's got two thirty-ones. Michael Be- Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. Oh man, he's way too high. And Thad Young. And the number thirty is Rocco Robert Covington. Oh, the the Michael Beasley note of MPJ before MPJ for Michael Porter Jr. That is, we might have to have Andrew on the pod. Like that is a really good way to describe Michael Beasley. Uh, I really thought that that was going to be. Because Michael Beasley was is still a bucket. Like he was awesome. He just didn't 
even care about defense at all. Yeah. It was an absolute black hole. But uh, I would just look at that list. Andre Kirilenko is one of like, I might have a type, but he was one of my favorite kind of guys that came through the system for a year or two because he, again, modern day, like he would have been perfect on like a Warriors team. He was kind of a Draymond in the sense that he was like a five-tool guy. Um, and I'm not looking at the top 20 yet, but Zach Levine being 33 seems kind of low. But maybe I'm just... It's Timberwolves, about- Zach Levine. So it's that's true. And obviously, and- like Bulls, Zach Levine would be a top five player in Timberwolves history. Well, the note that he said that three seasons, I guess my brain is so warped. I thought Zach Levine would just played more seasons for the Wolves. So mm-hmm. three yeah. seasons. Uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. All right. Number 29, one of the jankiest jump shots you'll see, but effective Kevin Martin. 28, Ricky Davis once shot on his own basket for a triple double. That was with the Cavs, though. He would not he would not dare do that in no. front of Kevin Garnett. 27, Tyrone Corbin. That was that's from way back, like yep. 30 years ago. Uh speaking of Pooh Richardson, he was like the first popular Timberwolves player, mm-hmm. I feel like. Pooh Richardson. And then Rudy Gobert, number 25. So Kevin Martin, Ricky Davis, Tyrone Corbin, Pooh Richardson, and Rudy Gobert. Get us to the top 25. Ricky Davis, I think you can con- correct me on this. I think he's a coach, like a high school basketball coach for like Minneapolis really? North. I don't know. There was an article from February in the Star oh, Tribune. I yes. think he's like living in Minnesota coaching. Uh, so that's kind of fun. Um, Rudy Gobert being top 25. I mean, from a, just a talent standpoint, that he's easily one of the, as again, as you go through this list, probably one of the top 25 most talented players to ever play here. Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot about Tyrone Corbin, Pooh Richardson. Uh, yep. That, that makes sense. I mean, my dad is a little more familiar with him and he was like, he was just way better than you kids remember. Yeah. He was uh, uh, 15 points, eight, uh, 15 points, eight assists and three and a half rebounds a game as a point guard for the wolves. Good, yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Okay. Now we're into the top 25 here. So Gobert is 25, Christian Leitner, 24, Okay. It's a tough one. It's tough because he probably, well, he's got J.R. Ryder 23. I think Leitner's got to be a little higher, but Leitner was also toxic and mm-hmm. locker room kind of poison guy. Nikola Pekovic, 22. Kyle Anderson, 21. <laughs> Is Kyle That's Anderson not, probably the 21st not best player in Timberwolves history? Kyle Anderson hasn't lived in Minneapolis for <laughs> 12 calendar months and, and he's he is a, in the top fringe 25 top 20 player of all time Wolf history yeah i mean it's it's hard like how many players behind kyle anderson would you die on a hill for being like if i get that he's only been here for a season but if you gave kyle anderson three years of this production yeah he's yeah. i don't know he's probably a little too high but <laughs> okay number 20 doug west one of the og 90s timberwolves longest tenured Timberwolf so far that we've discussed. Everyone else had played probably five seasons or less. Doug West played nine seasons nine. for Minnesota. Like two different stints, I want to say. Number 19, your guy, D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> Number okay. 18, Jaden McDaniels. Okay, that's a good spot for pause. Is Let me just, let's do this on the fly. Is D'Angelo Russell a top 20 Timberwolves player of all time? <sighs> two playoff series. Yes, he probably was associated with didn't actually pick the ball out right but he was there's that famous image of him being the one when they won the lottery and he was fist pumping um i'm gonna have to marinate on that but i think 19 is probably right 
because there's a lot of point guards we listed that scored 50 points or did some stuff, but those were all just like in such bad seasons. And D'Angelo Russell has his flaws, but he did kind of contribute to winning basketball in a sense. So, okay, yep. 19 so and then J- Jaden at 18. I get that one. On the D'Lo front, there's a few components in play here. If you just look at the numbers, so four years with the Timberwolves or parts of four years, 18 and a half points, six and a half assists, good shooter, like just a, a good solid player and was a major catalyst for bringing the Wolves back to the playoffs for two mm-hmm. consecutive seasons. Mm-hmm. All kinds of shortcomings, and we've exhausted those. But I think that resume alone, and you know, parts of four seasons, so there's a little bit of longevity with a franchise that doesn't have many guys that played parts of four seasons at a high level. I would say all those things equal, with this franchise, one of the 20 best players in team history. Yes, and if, uh, Again, Andrew, whoever is your employer... Uh, reach out to Phil because you deserve a raise and promotion <laughs> because, again, not only is this a top 100 list, but then he obviously broke it down by position. So if you go to that point guard tab, the way that oh, he has man. broken this down, he would have, for the listeners, D'Angelo Russell as the sixth best point guard in Timberwolves history. And as I look at that list, Phil, yeah, I think he's right. <laughs> and, we'll, and we're going to get to the other guys here as part of the top Let's see, where are we at here? We're at, uh, so 18, Jade McDaniels, 17, Mike Conley. Well, okay, so that's 24 wrong. games of Mike Conley. Is it? Well, Is you, it? I mean, you got to have bias. Do you? Aside. You got to have Jade McDaniels ahead of, ahead of Mike Conley. I think Jade McDaniels is probably in the top 15 <laughs> Timberwolves of all time. Again, that's, that's a fair. very low bar, but okay. Yeah, because defense alone, right? He's one of the best defensive players in the league, Jade McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Is. So I agree. Okay, 16, another OG Timberwolf, uh, 21 points on the down low here, at least for younger fans. Tony Campbell, 21 points a game back in the day. Did you see, sorry to go back one. Did you see the Mike Conley note? He goes, this, uh, Andrew put Mike Conley, I put him this high just because he hit those three free throws against the Lakers. (laughs) (laughs) So actually, you know what? Okay, fine. Mike Conley, 17, Jaden, 18. Tony Campbell, I don't want to look at, I don't really, his note is low-key bucket. I don't really remember Tony Campbell. He was like a combo guard from... I think he was on the original okay. Timberwolves in the okay. late 80s. But he was, yeah, like he played, I think, when they were at the Metrodome still before Target Center was built. I, I vaguely remember him with Pooh Richardson as a kid because I was born in like 1985. So uh, Ricky Rubio, 15. Is Ricky Rubio one of the 15 best Timberwolves of all time? Yeah. Probably has to be, right? If 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 we're doing this, I mean, he had, Andrew has all the stats, but if we're doing this based on like whole thing, there wasn't, Again, this franchise is such a dumpster, but there were not many moments that were more exciting than like when Ricky landed at the airport, right? And all those fans showed up like that was still in like not a lot of social media at the time. But this long haired teenager from Spain comes over, puts on the hat like that was top 15 for sure. That's locked. Okay, 14 and 13. I just want to I literally want to stand up here and applaud (laughs) Andrew. You did the right thing here. Yep. And most Timberwolves fans, and it sounds like you agree with me. Most Timberwolves 100%. fans don't do this. But he has he has Stefan Marbury 14th and Terrell Brandon 13th. And that is correct in my opinion. Correct. Marbury was flashier. Marbury was the what could have been point guard, right? He was just more highly touted, probably had just better skill set, everything. But Terrell Brandon was the better player and the better fit. It's a little like Mike Conley, D'Angelo Russell. Where, yeah, one guy's a little flashier and a little bit maybe drafted higher or whatever, but the other guy is just more of a professional and a consistent presence. 
Terrell Brandon was a really good underrated player and was a better fit for this team than Marbury. I agree with this. Yeah, I would I would say Terrell Brandon was kind of when I was getting <clears throat> warmed up with, as a Wolves fan, probably one of the most just underrated, right? Timberwolves players of all time. So yep. <clears throat> not exactly in the top 10, but 13 seems seems fair. Number 12, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, I mean yeah, I mean <laughs> I, I I'm gonna make well <laughs> That's I don't so know if tough. he can get into top 10. The note here says, wish I could put him lower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if Yeah, go to 11 and 10, because I don't think he would replace 10 on the list. Sam but... Mitchell, 11. Okay. Sam Mitchell's one of like the guiding hands in organization history, right? He's been mm-hmm. this veteran sort of sixth man, two different stints, coach. 10 seasons with the Wolves. Yep. And then... Latrell Sprewell is 10th. So we've now emerged into the top 10. So Latrell Sprewell played two seasons. I mean, this is where you start to get a little nitpicky. Um, Do you value longevity versus... Yeah. and Sprewell's a better player, but Wiggins played three times as many seasons. Yeah. And like, obviously, Sprewell was associated with, you know, the highest kind of achievement of this team. So probably don't nitpick there. But yeah, I mean, going back to that top 15, like Rubio and Wiggins have to be top 15 Timberwolves players of all time. So I would agree with that. But okay. now the top 10. All right. 10, Spreewell. 11, Al Jefferson. Nine. I'm sorry, nine. What did I say? Sorry, <laughs> 10, Spreewell, nine, Al Jefferson. Yep. Big Al was on an island, man. Like, he didn't have that, – that was one of the darkest periods in Wolves history. <laughs> and he was a good player, man. He was a 20-10 yep. and 10 guy, great footwork. So Al great, Jefferson, number nine. Great locker room guy, too, but like, everyone in the organization loved him. But yep. he was just one of those athletes, and this is in football, ba- baseball, whatever. Like you just could throw him in a decade earlier, and he might have you know the Wilt Chamberlain memes. Like Al Jefferson playing against dudes in the seventies would have had forty and twenty five. He was yeah. elite with f- his footwork, but his inability to stretch the floor as it became kind of a thing, and then he had no interest in the defensive side of the ball. But yeah, he was uh, the. Pr- I mean, I guess what him and Ryan Gomes and a couple cupcakes and a, a draft pick for Garnett. Uh, not great. That's why, that's why, the, again, that's why I will go to my grave. The Rudy Gobert trade is not the worst trade of all time because we all lived through the Garnett trade and they got next to nothing. They got guys who had a pulse, but they, what needle did Al Jefferson move? Yeah. And they bounced back from the Kevin Garnett trade <laughs> 15 years later. Uh, okay. Number eight, Tom Gugliotta. Now we've gotten to our first all-star here, by the way, yep. on this list, Tom yep. Gugliotta. Great. Well, just versatile. He could pass. He had that mid-range little sort of fadeaway jump shot. Just a really – so Tom Gugliotta kind of came along, and then KG, they made the Daniel Marshall Gugliotta trade, and KG was drafted. Googs was, for a minute there, the best player on the Wolves' first playoff team, if I remember correctly. And then KG and Marbury kind of took okay. the – and by the way, uh, Gugliotta and Marbury hated each other, and that's why Gugliotta demanded a trade. It went to the Suns. But then I think they wound up playing together in Phoenix, too, at one point. I, I don't think so. That would have been I, – I wish that NBA Twitter would have existed during the Google Autumn Marbury days. Yeah. Number seven, Sam Cassell. Yeah. I mean, as, again, that would make him the best point guard in Timberwolves history on our list. Yeah. Um, uh, also, a one-time All-Star with Minnesota. But, I mean, how do you – even though he only played two seasons here, like – there's not the impact that he had. Rubio, there's there's not even a debate. He was the best point guard in, in franchise history. And I get that it's just like 
we'll never know. But if he doesn't get hurt, I think the Wolves beat the Lakers in six or seven games in the Western Conference Finals. And then do they beat the Pistons then in the in the NBA Finals? But I, I think Sam Cassell's injury may have prevented the Wolves, crazy as it sounds, from winning a championship in 2004. Wally Zerbiak, six. You, you seem to remember Wally a little more than I do. I've got a couple posters in my childhood bedroom still, but uh, Good like player. just give me, give me the okay, yeah, seven seasons. Um, didn't ma- made I think one All Star appearance, but not with Minnesota. Um, like well, just give me kind of the rundown on what you remember of Wally. Actually, it was with Minnesota. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, was he it? Did okay, make, okay. Yeah. So Wally was a good spot up shooter, not a good ball handler, dribbler. Did not play a lot of defense, but just a good scorer. Like he could get to the rim. He could. He had a, a great three point shot. I don't know that I would put. I get longevity. I don't know that I put him above Sam Cassell here. I think. I think mm, Cassell. Yeah. I actually think Gugliata would be above Zerbiak here too. Mm-hmm. So I've got Zerbiak a little closer to. He's definitely a top ten Timberwolf. I've got him a little closer to the to the backside. And then I'm going to rattle off the top five just in succession here, so you can break it down. These are the top five Timberwolves of all time, according to Andrew L via email, the greatest email we've ever received in the one year history of this show. Anthony Edwards is the fifth best Timberwolf ever. Cat is four. Kevin Love, three. Jimmy Butler, two. Kevin Garnett, obviously the greatest wolf of all time. Those five are, in my opinion, and I think you're going to agree, undeniable. Like those are the five. That is your five man, whatever starting lineup of all times Timberwolves players. I mean, could you I don't make think... that starting lineup work? By the way, could you run KG, Kevin Love, and Cat out? Prime, Kevin Love playing the three. Yeah, because oh. I think Ant could play a little point, um, or you know, Ant, an, an Ant Jimmy backcourt is, you know, tops Dude, in the KG league. He could run some point too, actually. and then KG if he could play at the three i mean i know we're Ooh, getting cat at, dude cat at the five love at the four kg at the three that team would not oh. have a problem rebounding um you know you'd want the teams would probably try to pull garnett out to the perimeter because he he's really the only guy blocking shots or protecting the rim um but that team would shoot and score defense they might give up some points but yeah a, a prime kevin love and a prime conte towns on the same kind of Thing. I'm trying. I'm trying to look at this list and Garnett, as as Andrew puts it, don't overthink it. Number one, not even yeah. close. I think Jimmy is probably two. I mean, from a talent standpoint, they really had a young. They had Jimmy Butler like in his. I wouldn't say prime. I guess he's in the finals right now, but damn near close. Um, but do you think Kevin Love over Conley Towns? I know oh, we, we we They're criticize similar, Carl, but Carl at least got to the playoffs twice. I think you got to put Cat above Kevin Love. I do too. But it'll be interesting now that we've kind of seen Love's career play out and how he's really assimilated as that third guy, or now he's just like a gadget guy. What does the next act of Cat's career look like? But yeah, Cat's peak is better than Love's peak, even though, well, but you could argue that Love statistically, because Love had a couple of years where I don't have his numbers in front of you, it was like 24 points, 13 rebounds four assists or something. So they're both, I think they're similar in that they're both stat stuffing, big men, crazy box scores that don't translate to team wins as the leader of a franchise. So, but I I probably would put cat above Kevin. Love. Would you have cat and Kevin love 
ahead of Ant, who came in at five. I yeah, for think now. so, for now. just off of longevity, because Carl and Kat played six or eight and six years, respectively. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's that. First of all, again, Andrew, thank you. That was dude, the best dude. list of all time. Wow. Um, you want the honorable mentions? The honorable mention tab is a just grab me a <laughs> beverage. He's got, dude, he's got 30 plus honorable mentions. I'm just going to speed through these because we don't need to stop on these. And we'll, we can, anything else that we would get to, we'll still be fine. We can talk to, we can talk next week. The finals might be over. We might have more trade rumors. But here's, I'm just going to rattle off the honorable mentions that did not quite crack the top 100. Ryan Hollins, your guy Cole Aldrich, Costa Kufos, Greg Monroe, Michael Doliak, Alexi Petrov, Calvin Booth, Adrian Payne, Nate Knight, Nate Knight, <laughs> Brian, Brian Cardinal, Jordan Hill, Josh Howard, Luol Deng, Kata Bates Jop, Quincy Lewis, Tayshawn Prince, Jake Lehman, Lance Stevenson, Sasha pa- Pavlovich, Austin Rivers, Glenn Robinson the third. Marco Yarich, the disrespect of a three-year starting guard for the Wolves. Uh, Ramon Sessions, Andre Miller, Kevin Ollie, Jarrett Culver, Anthony Bennett, Indy Evie, Bobby Jackson, Johnny Flynn, Chris Dunn, Sebastian Telfair. Those are your honorable mentions. That is, that might be a better list than the top 100. I mean, he, oh, Andrew has Kelvin man. Booth on there, who I believe, according to the, the table, played one game. <laughs> is that how is that how I, I is that how I'm looking at it? That, yeah. Um but yeah, like did, Jordan did not Hill, start. I, played one minute apparently. Uh Lance Stevenson had that. I think he was on two 10 days. Yeah. Uh Tayshon Prince. If I go back and I'm gonna look at this list, Phil, for way too long after we're done recording. Tayshon Prince might make the top 100. He kind of had a nice little stint. I mean, he only played one season. Um yeah. but the longest tenured guy on that list that played the most games, I think, is Marco Yarch. Uh, who played 220 games. So just a fat, I mean, just an absolute, if there was one of those situations where you had like a 30 year reunion, or you just kind of brought all the alumni, like when Glenn Taylor says his goodbye and everyone's like, Glenn, you're one of the best owners ever. And everyone comes to celebrate him. Uh, you could have Quincy Lewis and Ramon sessions and Mo Williams. all just chatting it up. Uh, what a, Good what a franchise God. flagrant howls, flagrant howls. That's a wrap. Timberwolves lifestyle podcast in the most flagrant way, I guess, for this episode. <laughs> He's Kyle. I'm Phil. Please give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple and click the subscribe button on the Scorner.